The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome to it. The Wednesday night edition of the Employment Law Show is underway once again. Look at that. Phone line's ready for you. You got questions probably. Got answers for sure. 416-870-6400 is the way to call through. Start now and we'll get to them. Top priority. 416-870-6400 is the way you call the show. And ask Leora your questions and make your comments as well. Lots to come up today, including how to deal with criticism, discipline, and bad performance reviews. All that and some of your emails as well. Help at uh, employmentlawyer.ca is the email address. And we always like to get to the week that was right off the hop, Al. How are you? Hey, John. Uh, always uh, doing well. Always uh, busy. Uh, always happy to be here. So uh, I really can't complain. Uh, fine things on are happening on my end. And uh, you know what? There's so many issues now as we get closer to the end of the year. Uh, a lot of companies now in, in the next couple of weeks are going to be making some decisions with respect to next year. You know, companies don't often let people go around the holidays, but, you know, October and into the first half of November, unfortunately, uh, these things happen. So you may find yourself, despite doing nothing wrong, in a situation where your job has changed. Either you've been restructured out, let go, maybe your job uh, is uh, made different or, or uh, you know, given different responsibilities. So if you're in that situation or you're concerned about being in that situation, now is the time where we're going to talk about all your rights and options. You're going to learn things about what to do, what to say. Or if that's already happened, or your job has changed already, or maybe you're staring already at that severance package, give us a call right now. Let's talk about what you're owed, what the law says, and what you can do. I assure you, mm-hmm. the law is quite good, but the law can't help you unless you make that call. The law is not going to kind of chase you. you got to go to the law, and you start that by giving us a call on the show, or you can always reach out to me in the office. We'll give you that information throughout the show. But week that was, some situations that came across my desk over the past week. Well, I resolved the matter uh, this week for a gentleman, uh, and, and I wanted to kind of share it with our uh, our listeners. So this person was initially laid off because of COVID back in March, uh, like so, so many people. When he was laid off, he was told that we expect to call you back in May. Well, in May, he got a, a letter from his employer, an email, saying, well, unfortunately, now it's going to be in July. July, got another email from his employer saying, well, it's going to be in September. Well, you know, it's September. He got another email saying, oh now we're aiming for January. Well, back in September, he said, well, enough is enough. I can't afford to continue being on this layoff. Can I do something about it? So back in mm-hmm. September, he called me. And what I told him is, no, you don't have to be on a layoff. You don't have to continue waiting and waiting because guess what? In January, it'll probably be March and, and so forth and so on. You can treat this as a termination. He decided that's what he wanted to do, and we pursued it as a termination. And just earlier this week, we resolved this matter on the basis of 12 months' pay. He had been with this company for about 10 years. So we resolved it on the basis of 12 months' pay. We didn't even have to take legal action. It was fairly amicable, and and we did that because that's what the law says. The law says that if you are in a layoff, if you've been on a layoff, whether it's COVID-19 related or not, you can choose to treat that as a termination. You don't have to sit at home checking your emails every week, waiting to see if the company is going to email you with an update. You can choose to make the decision yourself to treat that as a termination. 
He did that for him. That meant 12 months pay. If you're in that situation, if you decide that that's what's better for you, rather than wait to get your severance, well, you know what to do. You reach out to me. We'll have that talk, and I'll help you get the severance that you're owed. Oh, because the alternative is lousy. Then they can keep doing it again and again, and this guy never has stability in his work life, right? Well, yeah, and after all this waiting, if he did get called back, well, what would have happened there, and he would have compromised his employment rights because he would have accepted it, they could have done it again, and eventually he would have left the job and quit because it's no way to work, right? If you work for a few months and then get laid off for a few months, etc. So uh, at that point, he would have gotten no severance. Now he got a severance. He's actually optimistic about finding a position soon. Things are looking better for him, so it really was a a win-win for him. 416-870-6400 is the number to use to call into the show. We're standing by, ready for your calls. What else uh, else you got happening? So I spoke with a lady on uh, on Monday of this week. Uh, I'm chuckling because this was kind of a unique one, but I thought I'd I'd share it. Uh, So uh, her employer, this lady's employer uh, last week, uh, came to her and says that uh, I, I've, I've been reading in the in the local paper. I understand that in the neighborhood where you're working, there's been a, a bad outbreak of COVID-19 uh, in, in you know in the area where you live in Toronto. And because of that, I, I'm not comfortable you coming into work anymore. Uh, I need you to isolate for a couple of weeks just to make sure that everything's okay. Or you know, or you can have the test, and you know, a few days after, maybe if that's okay, you can come back in. So she called me and she wanted to do, well, can they do that? I haven't been exposed to the virus. I'm not exhibiting any symptoms. No one in my family has the virus. So why is he telling me I can't work? Well, the answer is he can't. Uh, You can't make up your own rules, right? There are rules in terms of when someone has to isolate and, and, and when someone doesn't. Now, if the employer, out of an abundance of caution, wants her to stay home, fine. But they have to pay her. Yeah. They don't get to decide not to pay her, make make their own rules, and then expect her to just stay at home uh, unpaid. Doesn't work that way. So I, uh, I'm i sending, uh, hopefully by tomorrow, a quick uh, note to that employer reminding them of their obligations. And I expect that the employer is simply going to pay her to stay at home uh, if that's really what they want. But bottom line is your employer cannot make up rules. We have rules. Our health authorities have decided when you're required to isolate, when you're required to stay away from work. And those are the rules. Your employer, if they want to change them, if they want you to do something else, fine. But it has to be on the employer's dime. They have to pay you. They can't make you bear the burden of their decision. I bet you're going to, you have been seeing a lot of this, and you're going to see much more in the next few months, not to mention tons of uh, temporary layoffs as a result of uh, the pandemic for sure, right? Yeah, you know, a lot of them have happened, and uh, I, I think that come January, a lot of people that unfortunately are expecting to be back to work in January because, you know, the, the second wave are not going to be back at work. So you, people are going to have to make some difficult decisions. Do they continue waiting potentially till September of next year? Or do they say enough's enough? I want my severance. I want to find another job. Instead of sitting at home and getting EI or, or, you know, hoping that I get called back to work. It's a tough decision, but it may be a necessary one. 416-870-6400, the number to use and call through. Ask your questions in that regard. We'll get to Al, who has been uh, standing by for a couple minutes. Al, thank you for uh, for waiting. How's your night? Not bad. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's on your mind, pal? Question. Had a uh, filling in a uh, maternity leave started in December. And a month ago, the company decided that they didn't need my services anymore. Uh, not because the maternity the person on maternity leave came back early, just because they just felt there wasn't any work. Is that possible? 
So, uh, how long have you been with this employer? This would be the fourth maternity leave that I was working on. So you're 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 recovering from maternity leave. Yes. So is that sort of does that mean four years or so? Four separate, yeah, four separate years. Oh, uh, so not consecutive. Not consecutive because the, the the person would come back and the six months or so, and then I'd be back again. And then... So so they so you 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 leave and then they'd say, hey, uh, you know, Al, we we need you to come back. Yes. Okay, so at the end of the day, well, let me ask you another question. When with this current maternity leave that you're covering, did you sign an agreement with them, or was there an agreement in terms of how many months you're going to be there? That's the thing. That the very first one I did, and it said in my very first one that I would be entitled to a month's uh, notice if it was terminated early. The last ones I never did receive any contract or sign any contract. So I was curious if it would just revert back to the very first contract. Because isn't the onus not on the company to provide a contract? No, no, it, it wouldn't revert back. So here's what I'm trying to understand: when when they called you back for this one, was there even an email saying we're going to need you until I don't know November 2020? I mean, was there an end date? Right. There was an end date. Would have been it was it was 52 weeks. Okay, and how many more weeks are there till that that ends? How many more weeks between the time I ended to the time it was going to be? Uh, yeah, exactly. How many? When was it supposed to end? It was supposed to end in, at the end of December. I see. So, bottom line is the company has to pay you until the end of this contract. So, essentially, you were under an agreement to work for them until a period of time. They're allowed to let you go before that for whatever reason, but they still have to pay you the balance of the contract. When did they let you go? Beginning of October. So they have to pay you from October till the end of December. Absolutely. Now, because you didn't have a, a, a written contract, it was simply an agreement till the end of December. That's the rule. They have to pay you till the end of the contract. Did they pay you anything when they let you go? They gave me two, my two weeks notice. I inquired about that, and they basically said, "No, it's not the way. It's, it's the company. We can't. We can't afford to do that right now. We have no. We have no. Uh, no work for you right now." So, oh, I like it, I said, and I they, they can let you go, Al. I mean, work or no work, but they owe you till the end of the, of the uh, of the year. So, for you, that's okay. a few months' pay. So, here's what I want you to do. I want you to connect with me off air. Uh, we'll give you the that information in just a sec, and I, I can easily help you. This is actually one of the easiest things to do in employment law, which is to help someone get the balance of the contract. Uh, the rule is, when you're on a fixed-term contract, if the company lets you go before the end of it, they still have to pay you for the remaining remaining time. That's what I thought. Okay. That's wonderful. All right. Thanks, I appreciate Al. your time tonight. Thank you. We'll give you the number now and some uh, some contact info for sure. one 821 5900 one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Want to uh, squeeze Mario in here before we take a quick break. Mario, thanks for, uh, for us. How are you tonight? I'm great. How are you guys? Great. What's on your mind? Now listen, I just want to say uh, thank you. I uh, used uh, ST Law, and uh, you guys were amazing. I dealt with David Vaughn, and uh, you guys got me what I deserved. And it, awesome. it took a while. It took about a year and a half, but uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Dave's guidance, uh, told me to hang on and gave me amazing advice, and uh, we finally settled. So I just want to say your show does uh, help a lot of people, and I wanted to thank you for... Uh, for doing your show and uh, helping us guys out. Thanks, Mary. You're, you're amazing. I really appreciate those comments. You know, it's comments like that that make everything worthwhile, all the hard work. I'll, I'll share the uh, message with Dave. Uh, so I, I'm really, really glad, and I wish you all the best. 
Thank you very much. I've told Dale many times what an awesome job he's done over the year and a half that we've been dealing with this case. And uh, I, I kept uh, telling him he was just amazing, and I, he, it, was a, it was a pleasure dealing with you. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, Mario, appreciate the call, and thanks for uh, for taking the time to reach out. And Dave, yeah, just like they're, they're cut from all the same cloth over there at the, at the firm. If you need to reach out, don't hesitate to do so. Dave hasn't done this show in a while. I just realized he's slacking off. Slacker we got to back we'll, on here. We've got to change yeah. that. I'll, I'll give him a call. Yeah. Down. He's, he's up uh, next week for sure. Yeah, he, his record was good with Mario until I realized he hasn't done the show in a while. Wait a minute, <laughs> yeah. he's got a blemish now. I want to uh, call just like uh, someone else did uh, before that. You could do so. Uh, compliments, we love them, but if not, you want information, give that out as well. 416-870-6400 is the way to call through for the remaining time here in the station to call Lior and the firm and Dave. one 855 and help at ca. It's Employment Law Show. This is Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is 7.22. Yeah, we are right back at it. 416-870-6400, the number to call here into the show and ask your questions, get your information. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is a wonderful website as well. You can use any time, even when the show's not on the air. It's there 24-7, so use it free and anonymous. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll get to some emails and some of our topics for tonight in between the phone calls, but they're always top priority in that regard. Dave, thanks for standing by through the break. How are you? That bad. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's on your mind? Yeah, I work for uh, uh, a small trucking company of about a hundred trucks, and uh, they were recently pur- purchased by a larger company uh, a few months ago. And they were told that there'd be no changes; things will just, you know, continue the way they were. But uh, that was short-lived. Now, uh, what they want to do is they want to put cameras in the trucks, uh, facing forward and facing the driver so two cameras um can they do that first of all like it's kind of an infringement of my uh privacy number one having this camera looking at you 24 7 that's my first question the second question is if they have me sign something stating that the cameras are there and i acknowledge it and i don't cover it up do i have to sign uh something acknowledging that i will not cover the camera looking at me so you know the, the there's a lot of gray area when it comes to cameras in truck, but the general uh, rule is that, yeah, because it, it's a, you, it's something or it's a place you're in when you're working, right? You're not in there on your breaks uh, or you're not in there when you expect privacy necessarily. Because of that, yeah, they're allowed to, to put cameras in there, even though I understand exactly why you don't like it. I wouldn't like it either. But because it's one of the things that it's not, you know, uh, the – the lunchroom or the bathroom or anything like that, they're allowed to do that. Obviously, you you know, if you sleep in your truck, you can certainly turn off the camera or make sure that you're not being filmed while you're uh, while you're doing that. But beyond that, yeah, they can put a camera in. Now, in terms of signing that document, at the end of the day, you, you shouldn't be covering the camera while you're driving if they insist on putting it in. So to the extent that you sign a document saying you're not going to do that, that's fine. Uh, but again, obviously, if you're going to be in the truck when you're not working, 
you know, what's your, your break time or sleep time or what have you, then no, that would be inappropriate to film you during those times. So if they gave me something to sign, I have to sign it. I can't say I will not. Like I have to sign their forms or their agreement or whatever it's going to be called. Well, I, I, you know, I'm never comfortable telling anyone to sign something unless I've seen the document. So you know what? The best advice I'm going to give you is once they want you to sign something, send that over to me, right? I, I, I don't want to tell you sign or, or don't sign without actually seeing the document because I don't know what else is in there. So if okay. you can email or fax it or whatever it is to me, I can take a look and then I can tell you, yeah, you, you have to sign or no, you don't, or here's what happens if you don't sign. But I really want to see the document just so that I'm not giving you wrong advice. So, so when I got hired on this company 20 years ago, there was no talk of, of cameras. It's it purchased two months ago, and then the new company put cameras in that. Um, so they can do that? Like the new company can can uh, change what the old company was? Like, we were told they weren't going to put cameras in right up until like September. And then all of a sudden, the new company says, yeah, yeah, we buy two. Yeah, I hear you. I, I, and, and certainly if, if – um... Because it's not doesn't change, you know, your job per se. It doesn't change how you drive or where you go to or how much money you earn, etc. It is the type of change that they're allowed to do. I know why you're not happy. I get it completely. But it is the type of change that they're that they're able to do. Okay. All right. Perfect. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it, pal. Here's the uh, email address uh, that Lior mentioned: help at employmentlawyer.ca. Help at employmentlawyer.ca to do exactly what uh, what he said. 416-870-6400. Mike, you're up next. Thanks for hanging on. How are you tonight? Good. How are you guys? Good. What's uh, what's on your mind, pal? So I have uh, the company I work for requires us to wear masks uh, all the time, but in one particular area of our workplace, they're now saying that we're not allowed to wear masks uh, because they feel there is a possibility that it may affects uh, us doing our job, uh, although that hasn't been proven and there's no evidence to suggest that. I'm wondering what, uh, what are my options and what are, what are my rights, and is there any liability then if they're uh, not allowing us to wear masks? So can you tell me, I mean, like if you can't, that's okay, but can you help me understand why they're even suggesting that the masks will impact your job? Uh, it may impact, or they feel it may impact communication between two individuals, which, you know, obviously to me doesn't make sense. You know, doctors, surgeons have been wearing masks for your generations. So, uh, and then also uh, in a emergency event, uh, they, they say it may uh, influence our ability to, uh, to deal with that. So uh, I, I understand. So I guess they're trying to say you know, it's a safety thing. But at the end of the day, uh, they, they do have to allow you to wear masks. And, and in fact, they're required to do that. Best advice I'm going to tell you, this should not be difficult, is you can call the, the Ministry of Labor. They have an occupational health and safety branch there. And you can tell them exactly that. You don't have to give your name. Say, you know, this employer at this address uh, is not allowing us to wear masks in this area of the workplace. They'll come in and they'll look at the situation and they'll tell the employer, sorry, you got to have them wear masks and there's no exceptions. So the Ministry of Labor can come in and deal with that. No, it, it's not appropriate to do that. Uh, certainly, if it was the type of uh, job where it cannot be done safely, maybe different, but it doesn't sound like that's the case. And, and it would be very difficult for an employer to say that somehow the masks impact safety. 
So the Ministry of Labor is where you go to with this. You call them, and, and they, they usually send someone into the workplace pretty quickly. Okay. Is there any particular legislation or area with the ministry that I should speak with? So it's, it's called Occupational Health and Safety. Okay. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate your call and enjoy the rest of your evening. 416-870-6400. That is the number always to call into the Employment Law Show here on Global News Radio. Dave, you're uh, you're up next. Thanks for hanging on. Good evening. Hi. How are you tonight? Good, Dave. What's uh, what's cooking with you, pal? Uh, just uh, it's in regards to my uh, daughter. Um, what's happened is uh, she's employed at a, at a factory that uh, she does a service for custodial work, for cleaning up. And what's happened is um, she had a manager that was with her, and the manager uh, herself and the manager did all the cleaning of the factory, like washrooms, uh, cafeteria, etc. The manager left now. Uh, it's been about uh, two and a half months, and they haven't hired anybody on. And for some reason, the HR lady is really giving my daughter a hard time. And um, she's harassing her at work. Actually, there was a meltdown today where my daughter had to uh, had to take uh, just leave a little early because she just uh, was overwhelmed with everything. What they're doing is they're pushing her to quit. And my wife and myself don't want her to quit. And uh, her workforce has completely turned that they're expecting her to do two people's job. They're writing her up because she can't complete the job. And with the COVID-19 now, her job description has increased. And uh, it's just a total harassment. So I've heard um, your show, and I just wanted an opinion of what we should do. How long has your uh, daughter uh, been working there? Uh, Four and a half years. She's 22 now. Okay, got it. So, from high school. So the reality is that the the from a legal standpoint, the only recourse is to quit. But in the eyes of the law, if she decides to quit, that's actually not a resignation. That's a constructive dismissal, meaning she's not quitting because she decides to go work somewhere else. She's quitting because they changed the terms of employment. They, the job that she had is no longer the job she has now. Uh, and and not, not to mention the harassment makes it impossible or very difficult to continue working. So the fact that they changed her job the way that they did, not only is there more work just because of COVID, but now she's actually doing the work of another person that they failed to hire. Yeah, that, that's, that's a, a, a very simple and straightforward constructive dismissal. Uh, and, you know, it was reasonable for, uh, for her to wait a bit because she probably figured, well, you know, they're, they're probably going to hire someone. It takes some time to find someone. But Can I just interrupt for one second? Yeah, sure. They have hired, they have hired another employee to replace the other employee, but this employee um, has decided that uh, she isn't doing any cleaning. She just sits in the cafeteria on her laptop and says that she her job description is to inspect what, my daughter does but there's no help from this other I see. so-called manager and uh they gave her a job description actually two days ago of the list of what she has to do and feasibly it's impossible for my daughter to complete the task so she was uh approached today by hr and hr said to her that you're not doing the list that we've told you to do that could cause for dismissal 
And uh, my daughter said, well, I can't complete it. And they said, well, why don't you just quit then? So they're trying to push her out the door, knowing that there could be, you know, a uh, uh, fallback that if she quits, then there's walk away. They know that they can't fire her, but they're trying right. to harass her to the point that they want her to quit. So so this this is a constructive dismissal for all the reasons that you've just outlined, which means she can quit, but in the eyes of the law, that's a termination of employment. And someone, you know, she's a young lady at 22 and probably be looking yeah. at about three months pay. That's what severance would look like for her. So that's that's what I would assess her at three. I mean, it could even be as much as four months pay. Now I don't I don't want her to quit uh, until no, she's connected with me. Okay, all. I don't want her to quit until we've spoken. Then we can yeah. talk about how we how we get her to quit, and you know we'll do a little uh, resignation note that makes it clear that she's not quitting because uh, she feels like spending more time at home. She's quitting because of this situation that's been created that makes it impossible to continue working. Yeah. And then we can and get her the severance that she's owed. Yeah, and it's just the harassment. She's uh, just even a couple of days ago. She just to uh, another person in the factory. She said, "Oh, they said, well, what's wrong? You look so down." Because I feel like killing myself, and that person told, I guess, the HR, and the HR just kind of said to them, said to her, "Why would you say that? Now we have to write a letter to this employee to apologize for your conduct." Uh, that that HR needs to HR person needs to find another job. Be that definitely. as it may, we we, we can get her out of there with compensation, Dave. Okay, no problem. Dave, appreciate it, pal. Here's how you uh, reach out uh, moving forward. Please do one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Put you in touch with Lior and his team. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Still got time here though tonight on the show four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. In that regard, we'll get down to uh, to Mary. Hi, Mary. Thank you so much for standing by and listening to our previous caller and what we do here tonight. Uh, what's going on with you? Hey, how's it going? Great. What's on your mind, Mary? Okay, so I've been at this um, uh, dental office. I've been employed there for about, um, I would say, 18 years. And the practice was sold about nine years ago to um, my new boss. It's been nine years. So I've actually just been on mat leave since May of last year. And the um, I I was to return in June. And because of the office being closed. They actually opened up in June, but I was unable to find daycare because all the centers had been closed. And I've been, I had been in communication with my boss, and so she was aware of this, and I'd been updating her and whatnot. Um, so as daycares opened in September, I reached out to her and I just asked her, you know, like, what does the work schedule look like? Like, what's going on? So pr- prior to me leaving, I was working five days a week. And prior to COVID, we negotiated that I would be working four days a week. Uh, So she actually had got back to me indicating that she could likely only offer me maybe two, maybe three days of work. Uh, So I am in a managerial role there. And so I have done everything from treatment coordination to um, uh, managerial responsibilities to front desk reception responsibilities. So prior to me going on maternity leave, she had hired back someone under contract basis. Now, even prior to COVID, this particular employee had mentioned to me numerous times upon me going there for my own dental appointments uh, that she was concerned about her employment and she wanted to know when I would be returning back to work because she was concerned about her employment. 
Um, so I'm a little bit not sure where I stand or what my rights are in terms of coming back. So obviously, as you can appreciate, one can't physically force them to bring you back at the at the days that you're supposed to be. If if they can't be convinced to do it, then the only option you have, and it's absolutely your right, is you're able to treat this as a termination, as a constructive dismissal, because they're changing the terms of your employment. You 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 are, uh, are supposed to be a four day uh, a week employee. Now they're going to reduce it to two or three. That's either you know fifty or sixty five percent you know of, of your time. So that is absolutely a constructive dismissal. Now, for you, after all these 18 years in a managerial role, you'd probably be looking at 16 months pay or 17 or even 18 months pay. So that's that's what you're owed here. So you have three options really right now. Option number one is you can go back and work the two or three days, sure. Option number two is you can uh, tell them, well, you know, I'll, I'll sit at home and wait and you call me when you can give me four days. I don't recommend that. Or option number three, you can simply say, okay, that's a constructive dismissal. I want my severance. If you decide that you want that severance, then I want you to call me before you do anything else, before you march in there or send them any emails. Let's talk about how to get that. But those are your options. Fantastic. And we can, uh, I can then reach out to you on your website then? Yep, and I'll give you a, I'll give you a phone number uh, right now, Mary. So stand by for that. You can reach out at the website for sure, stlawyers.ca, or you can uh, call this number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and help at employmentlawyer.ca. There's all kinds of contacts, so that's not going to be a a problem for you. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. We're rolling on down the line. Pat is uh, standing by and up next. Hi, Pat. Good evening. Hi. How are you guys? Great, loving it. What's uh, what's up with you? Good. Okay, so um, it's for my boyfriend. He actually got laid off in March, and I'm just curious. Uh, so he was on like UI slash, and now he's on UI. Now he's been with the company. He's 60, and he's been with the company for 10 years. It looks like he probably won't get called back till sometime next year. So is he not due severance, or do they just like keep him hanging on until they call him back, or how does like? I'm just curious. Sure. I take it he's not part of a union? No. No, no. Okay. No. So he can make the one of two, two uh, decisions. He has two options. Option number one is he waits, and he sees if they call him back to work, and he goes back to work if they call him. So that's option one. Option number two is, as you've just said, yes, he can get severance right now. So he can essentially choose to treat his employment as being terminated, that it's being at an end and get severance. Now, he's been there for 10 years. He's in his uh, 60s. He'd probably be looking at a year's pay. So that's what severance looks like for him, about, uh, about a year's pay. Uh, if he wants to get that severance, that's not difficult at all. He's already you know, been off for eight months. I think he probably can use the money like most of us would. Uh, have him give me a call off air or email me, and I'll help him get it. Not a problem. Okay. Now, how does it work for – because obviously you are getting paid. So are you, do you take a percentage of the – settlement or how does that work? Or Correct. Yes, yeah, yeah, so okay. exactly how it works. Usually it's a percentage, okay. but one of the things that we always negotiate is compensation for the legal fees from the company on top of the severance. So the idea that most of the legal fees or some of the legal fees, what have you, will not actually be paid by him or as a percentage will be paid by the company. But I can, I'm happy to explain that to him when, when we talk. Uh, those are the options. He can wait and you're right. He could be waiting as, as much as September of 2021 or he can yeah. choose to get his severance right now, which is about a year's pay. 
Okay, because they, they kind of indicated it might be two weeks severance. I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. A year's pay, 12 months. Not, not weeks, months. So 12 months yeah. pay. Okay, awesome. Thanks a lot for your help. Thank you. Beautiful. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate your time. Nicely done. Smart phone call for sure. And uh, again, reaching out one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And uh, we've worked our way to Richard. Richard, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging on for a couple minutes. How are you tonight? Oh, not too bad. Thanks. How about yourself? We're uh, we're doing okay. What uh, what do you want to talk about? Okay, I just have a, an issue. The company is uh, uh, right now. They well, lately it's whole mix up like they they want to want us to do our own time in time out like i we do service work so they want us to log in and you know that's all fine and dandy but uh they won't pay driving time to the first call i mean i i could be driving you know it could be whatever 15 minutes but it could be as as much as three hours to my first call and i'm just wondering if that's within uh, you know, the labor laws that they could do that. Like, I'm in a company van, so am I, you know what I mean? Like, am I just in limbo? Am I, am I working or am I not working? Like, So I take it you mean first call being, you know, you go from home straight to your first call. Is that right? Yes, that's right. And you're driving a company van, and I take it in the van, there's some equipment that you need to do your job? Yes. Uh-huh. So in that situation, yes, they absolutely have to pay you. Uh, if, if you were kind of just driving your own vehicle, et cetera, that may be different. In a situation where you're in a company vehicle and bringing equipment with you to do the job, then they do have to pay you for the time you, you spent commuting for that, that first call. Uh, so absolutely, if they don't do that, the option, the best option in this particular situation is you're able to file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor uh, for unpaid wages. Uh, th- these things are very easy. Usually, as soon as they're told by the Ministry of Labor that you just filed a complaint, they'll back right off because there's frankly no, no defense here. So not only will they have to start paying you moving forward, they'll have to also pay you what's owed to you uh, up to this point for any, any uh, 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 calls, any trips that they haven't paid you for. Oh, okay. All right, so it's just a, a call to the Ministry of Labor, and that's uh, like, like it's discreet and all that. Well, I mean, obviously you'll you'll have to to give them your name, right? Because oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, the company no, needs to I mean, know who to pay. But yeah, that's not disclosed back to the company because there's another thirty, whatever, thirty five guys. I'm just really surprised that no one's put up any opposition. We just got an email. You know, to this, and I'm going. Man, this is just. And listen, the company may not know better. They they simply may think well, that that's okay. Well, whether no, they know or not, they have to pay you. Yeah, we're just part of a very small division of a very large company, and uh, yeah. the the other part of the company they, they wouldn't because they're unionized and we're not, and they they wouldn't even think of doing that and trying that crap on them. But uh, yeah, they're they're <laughs> try, trying it on us. I don't know, seeing if we're going to take their bait. I guess. Well, now you know what to do. Absolutely. Ministry of Labor, they have to pay you. And it's an important call because there's many people in that situation where if you're not getting paid, but you are bringing equipment to that first call, you're driving company vehicle, yeah, your employer has to pay you. Richard, uh, appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Good luck with that. Please follow up and let us know uh, what happened in that regard. We're going to wrap it up here for tonight. Tons of calls. Appreciate everybody and their correspondence. And you want to reach out now that we're done. That's uh, that's really simple for you to do. I'll give you a good website where you can get a lot of information and contact as well. Absolutely free. An anonymous call, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. The number we use, one 821 Leor's email. Use that as well, help at employmentlawyer.ca. 
We'll catch you on the weekend for the weekend shows on Saturday morning and Sunday. And, of course, Employment Law Show on Global TV and CTV. We are, we're on air for 30 minutes on TV on the weekend as well. So we'll catch you next time. Stick around, though. On Point's coming right back. Alex Pearson returns on Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.